Hi, everyone. It's Michelle with Studio City Now. And today my guest is director, writer, producer, Gabriel Bologna. Hi, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for me. having me. We're going to talk about your newest project, Tango Shalom. I saw it last night. I also saw it a couple of days ago when you sent me the link. Oh, my God, that is so incredible. I love the premise. Did you laugh? I laughed. I cried in the end, which I'm not going to give away. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, my God, that's so wonderful. <laughs> and um, I guess it was written by Joseph Bologna. How did, do you have any idea how he came up with this premise? Well, what happened was is uh, two brothers, I call them the Laniato brothers. It kind of stuck, and now they call themselves that. But the, the, it's... Mm -hmm. It's true. They are a complete team. They wrote the script, the original draft together. And the idea came from Jose. It's loosely based on his life. You know, he's an observant Jew who teaches in a mm -hmm. uh, Orthodox school for kids. And he has mm -hmm. this desire to dance the tango. He got the idea when he was at a Purim party and he saw all these rabbis dancing. And they, you know, uh -huh. once they bring out the alcohol, I mean, rabbis know how to get down, believe it or not. <laughs> especially Lubavitch. I mean, they'll break dance, they'll horror into the night. And he said, you know, Joe said, oh, how great would it be if God tells this character, a rabbi, to dance the tango? And what does he do? Because you can't touch a woman, you know, when he enters a contest to save his Hebrew school from bankruptcy. So they gave me mm -hmm. this script and I read it and it was just an amazing, wonderful premise. But uh, I wasn't laughing on every other line. It, it needed that one-two punch that my dad could only do, which is touching and funny. So I knew my dad would love it. I said, my dad's got to rewrite this script. And I gave it to him. Uh, and immediately he, he not only did he say, my God, uh, I can do wonders with the script, but I want to play the role of Father Anthony, who is the priest that this character, Rabbi Moshe Yehuda, befriends because you, Rabbi Yehuda is on the outs with his his family, his wife and five kids, and his standing with people in Crown Heights in his uh, in his congregation um, is at stake, and uh, even his own rabbi is against it. So uh, my dad's character kind of helps him hash out a plan on how to enter this dance competition without touching a woman, as not to impede on his his religious beliefs, and I think. My father's character and and the character Moshe Yehuda, played by Jose Laniato, one of the Laniato brothers, he identifies with him because everybody has this tightrope that we walk, walk in the modern world, where if you're a person of faith, everything that you go into, mm -hmm. every, every experience that you have, you have to say to yourself, how do I keep my integrity? How do I not abandon my faith? So the funniest thing is that it's a group of holy men. One is a, uh, a Sikh holy man. Another one is a, a Muslim mm -hmm. imam, together with my father's character, mm -hmm. the priest. And they all help him hash out this plan. So, yes, on the, on the surface, yeah, it's, it's a comedy. But I think there's something spiritual underneath. Oh, definitely. I saw that immediately. And, you know, the Moishi character, it's like you just got to love him because he's doing everything he can to save his... Um, Save his yeah, and he's he's almost like what do they call an everyman or a babe in the woods. You know, he's so he's so innocent, and uh, his character mm -hmm. to me, I look at him almost like a samurai because he doesn't really have a lot of lines. You know, just like Napoleon Dynamite. You know, he didn't walk around with tons of monologues. 
And I think also the fact that he's a bit of a misfit, right? Uh, he's about to lose his school. He's middle-aged. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. he wants to dance the tango. He thinks he can he can win in a tango contest. And this happens because Karina Smirnoff from Dancing with the Stars, who plays the beautiful Viviana Nieves, this uh, very pretty uh, uh, tango dancing uh, woman, this tango instructor, who discovers his talent and asks him to join the the, the, the competition. And, you know, it's funny because when we were shooting it, we never, not once, did we even think that this would be such a sexy movie. I mean, they can't touch. This is a Hasidic rabbi Mm -hmm. and he's he's, he's no spring chicken. And yet (laughs) somehow it becomes a very, very sensuous story about, about following your dreams and falling in love and whether or not he falls in love with this character, uh, Karina Smirnoff or not, I, I won't reveal. But what we ended up happening in post-production, we ended up having to spend twice as much time with the music because we realized that we had to play up this passion. So we even rescored some of the dance sequences. It turned out to be one of the greatest experiences because everything had a musical hit or a musical movement the movement of an eye, a glance, a kick, a reaction, all of that is tied into the, these songs. And uh, I'm told that that's a, a Bollywood a device. Oh, you see, I've never seen Bollywood. So, but the music was incredible. I, um, I loved every bit of the music, which obviously makes, a mu- makes the movie also. Yeah, it's not your grandpa's run-of-the-mill klezmer music. We have this hip young punk (laughs) slash klezmer band called golem that Mm -hmm. i don't know we have like 11 of their songs in the film uh we have uh an incredible soundtrack from universal we have Mm -hmm. music from really all walks of life on top of that we have a great score you know uh my wife co-composed the the music with with a wonderful accordion virtuosa uh, named Zoe Tiganoria, and they even got the Athens Symphony Orchestra to to take to take the, the the score to the next level, right? Because even though you have music in a dance film, you still need score. Mm-hmm. And score one hundred and one is every character kind of needs their own theme, right? Well, here we have God yeah. as a character in the film, right? <laughs> God is sending Moshe on his way, navigating through all these obstacles mm-hmm. in the modern world, helping this underdog achieve this task. Because at the end of the day, he's trying to save a Hebrew school. So what is the theme of God? You know, And it took some time till that was worked out. You know, The clouds would open and certain things would be revealed at times. So it's not, it's not over, like over the head with, with the Almighty, but his presence is felt. I don't know if you felt like that, but he I he did. kind of comes in to Moshe in different ways in his dreams, taking him to different places of worship where he is to get mm-hmm. advice. I mean, he goes to an imam, which is what my favorite scene in the movie, by the way. Um, we actually recently on our, our website, TangleShalomTheMovie.com, we actually just put that scene on, on the, the internet for people to see. <laughs> But it's great because so here's this rabbi who shows up at the mosque and they're looking at him like he's got eight heads, all the parishioners there. 
And he says, you know, can I speak to the imam? And uh, it's, it's hysterical because we, we see this imam come out. And he's kind of staring him down. He's like, what are you doing here? This is his Hasidic guy. This, he says, I'm a rabbi and I need advice. <laughs> and they also find things in common. I mean, many of the Muslim faith, they, they can't dance with a woman. They can't touch a woman. So they, they find a common ground. And uh, another friendship blossoms. So, so who's not to say that God yeah. brought Moshe outside the mosque to, to, to meet with mm -hmm. Imam as well? Now, one of the scenes I loved, which I thought I could not stop laughing. Um, he walks into, I guess he goes to Midtown, New York, or maybe Manhattan to get a job. And he has to go oh, for yeah. a physical. And I saw that and I kept rewinding going, oh my gosh. Because the look on his face was so And this is funny. the guy who ends up entering a dance competition with perhaps right. one of the sexiest tango dancers alive. And mm -hmm. he knocks him dead. I mean, I'm not going to reveal how he actually figures out a way with the holy men to, to not touch a woman. No, but, no, no. you know, he, he knocks him dead. So it's... But you see where he comes from. He gasps when uh, he's asked to do a physical just to get a job because, of course, it's a, it's a female doctor. Female doctor. and <laughs> I, I'm not going to reveal the yeah, scene It's either, the funniest scene in the film, definitely, it. hands down. Uh, that's, that's hysterical. And then, of course, you know, the scene with Lainey Kazan and my mom when they confront each other, they're just hysterical because, you know, you, you get my mom or Lainey Kazan to read the phone book and they're hysterical. When I say my mom, I, I mean Renee Taylor. Um, <laughs> right, I was just going to say that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I just had some amazing experiences. Literally, I had to figure out what lines not to put in the film because they were so funny. They were always ad-libbing. I had so much to work with. Mm -hmm. Well, oh my gosh, as you said, them together. No holds barred. Yeah, so Lainey, by the way, is coming out of my Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. They're shooting it in August. And, you know, Joel Zwick, who made my Big Fat Greek Wedding, he he uh, he produced Tango Shalom. Mm -hmm. And he was very involved with the development of the story because after my dad and the Laniano brothers did their pass together, I took it to Joel. And he helped tonally craft the film because an ethnic comedy is a strange word because a comedy is a comedy. Um, but they'll often mm -hmm. call any comedy that has to do with uh, some race or ethnicity an ethnic comedy. And what Joel helped us see was that actually the more ethnic a comedy is, the greater the appeal to everyone. Because the more specific you are, the more the world can relate. The more you water down, whether it's cultural practices or people's ethnicities or religion, whatever you water that down, you actually take away all the elements that people can relate to. So that's why I think a wasp can see this movie and laugh just as hard as a Jew, you know, or a Muslim. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things I learned, uh, because I know a little about the Hasidic Jewish religion or their custom, and I'm talking a little, I knew... Um, you cannot touch another woman other than their wife. But I didn't realize how sheltered a lot of the people are, especially the Moishi character. 
as you said earlier, he was very sheltered. Yeah, because basically they um, study the Torah. Know. They wake up, they study the Torah. Uh, on my mom's side of the family, she mm-hmm. has, on the Jewish side of the family, not the Italian side, which is my father, but on the Jewish side of the family, uh, there are relatives and the parents will go on and on and on that my son studies the Torah all day. Like that is the greatest thing. Or my daughter married a man who studies the Torah all day. Like that is the greatest thing you could possibly do. I mean, what, what other time do you have to, to, to devote to when, when it's for the Torah? So in many ways, you're, you're actually getting a glimpse into a very, very traditional world. And that's what's so extraordinary about shooting in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, where we shot. You feel like you're in Israel or maybe you're in a shtetl in Eastern Europe at, at times because that it's just throngs of Hasids going to synagogue or, you know, going out and going, running to get their, their, their bread uh, from the bakeries before sundown uh, on, on, on this, you know, mm-hmm. on Friday night, before Friday night. And people will get that feeling when they see the film. 770, which is the name of the, the, the seat of the Lubavitch uh, Hasidic movement, that, that's what they're called, 770. It's, it's really short for the address, 770 what is it, Atlantic Avenue? I don't remember the exact address of what the name of the, the avenue is. But uh, no one has ever shot a movie there. We are the first movie in history to actually shoot in 770. And we actually show what, what it's like to actually be there. And the Jews, Davin, you know, the Hasidic Jews, they do this thing where they bounce up and down and they, they, they pray in a very, very uh, distinct, beautiful way. And the same goes with how we peel back the onion in other cultures uh, with the first film in history that uses mm-hmm. the Vatican choir. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that too. I thought that was incredible that um, you got the Vatican choir to as part of the music. The other thing I learned from the film and also from you, I didn't realize the Muslim faith didn't allow the men to touch anyone other than their wife. Yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting too, because we, we had so many different consultants on the film because, you know, we, you don't want to just offend people, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to see someone who's kosher, not eating kosher, you know, or a Muslim man suddenly eating pork, of course, because that's not. But but there are so many things you need to know about these cultures. And so when we shot in all these houses of worship, we ended up learning mm-hmm. so many things. And interesting enough is there is a commonality in 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 all the religions, and that is music, even in, in, in the most fundamental forms of Islam, they don't, they don't believe in music, but they do the call to prayer and they do uh, sing from the rafters. Uh, they're, 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 there's a minaret that they, they, they yell out to. It kind of looks like a, like a, you know, Catholic campanile or belfry. And uh, it's very musical, the, the Islamic call to prayer. And I also learned pretty much that I can honestly say every religion that we went to, they all revere humor. And then even even in the Quran or the Bible or the Torah, the word rejoice is everywhere. So I think it's kind of fitting that the first film in history where all these religions collaborated on would be a comedy. Now, what would you say? Well, let me rephrase that. What I got out of this, other than a great movie, because I just loved it, was um, everybody worked together, no matter what they were. They work together to help solve this problem or this issue. Yeah. You know, people are getting tired of the world coming apart at the seams. You know, with the Abraham Accords, 
Mm-hmm. And seeing a chink in the system where finally there's a thaw and religions are talking to each other once again. And uh, I think as, as we come out of COVID, I think, I think the world wants to have interfaith dialogues. I think the world wants to collaborate on, on greatness. You know, Joe and Claudio, the brothers who, who worked on the original draft, and they're both in the movie. Claudio plays Joseph's brother. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're refugees from Egypt. They're Jews who were kicked out when, you know, when the state of Israel happened. Oh. Uh, the anti-Semitism was so bad that, you know, the Jews had to flee. And they ended up in Argentina. And that's where they, you know, they discovered tango music and they were so blown away by it. But they named their production company Convivescencia Forever Pictures. And uh, Convivescencia is, a, is, is, is not a word that the, in the English language we use that much, but it means uh, the, the time before the Spanish Inquisition when there was a moment where all the religions in Spain came together as one, before the fundamentalist Islam came yeah. and before um, the, the Jews were uh, kicked out. And they named the production company, Convivescencia Forever Productions. It's a Spanish word. And, you know, that was their mission statement. They, 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 they set out to, to let the world know that now is the time that we need to start talking about coming together. And it's hysterical because they speak mm-hmm. Arabic and uh, they would be, you know, when we were at the mosque, they would be talking Arabic to the, the Muslims, you know, um, <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, they also w- went to 770. They, you know, so that's how we got that that beautiful connection there. Yeah. Wow, Arabic, amazing. So um, now you also had the Sikh, the Hin- the Hindu Sikh. Yeah, he's a really interesting character. He has this kind of Cheshire cat smile and laughter that you can't even explain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the character's name is Ravi Pranja, the traveling mystic. I mean, uh, all I could say is the actor actually laughs like that as well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and it's amazing, too, is because what we shot in this Sikh temple, there was like an 11-piece liturgical mm-hmm. band with these incredible Indian instruments I'd never, be, never seen before in my life. One was kind of like a piano, but you was, but it was also similar to a, an accordion. I think they called it a harmonium, all these different types of drums. And it was just amazing, the music. And we actually got that band. They happened to be in town, and they were going to be part of services that day, uh, you know, in the Sikh temple. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing, too, because the, the Sikh priest, he said to us, we are going to feed you, your cast and crew. We don't. We're Sikhs. We, we, we always look after, you know, any guest. So we're very hospitable. And we're like, no, please, you know, let us feed you. They're like, no, no, we're vegetarian. We'll let us feed you. And the food was unbelievable. It was so good. The Sikh cuisine is just unbelievable. Honestly, you know, I'm a, I'm a dyed in the wool carnivore, but I could literally, I could live the rest of my life eating that. I don't know how they can get the, the, the food to taste like that hearty without without eating meat you know the 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 priest also said you know we Sikhs were the Jews of India because you know we've been oppressed and I was just like wow you know it's like here are all these opportunities where I get to have these conversations with people of a different faith and we get to Mm -hmm. relate to one another and there's now a whole interfaith dialogue happening around our movie we're going around to different universities and 
we're, we're, we're starting this ability for this, this opportunity to, to start dialogues between the different religions. And we're all, we're learning all of a sudden we all have something in common. I love it. And I know uh, the movies hit all the film festivals. Yeah, primarily Jewish film festivals. What's great about the Jewish film festivals is the one thing about Jews is they see movies. So we, and, <laughs> and we, we have such a tremendous yeah. following uh, with Lainey and Renee and uh, people that are involved with the film. And, you know, eventually we're going to branch out to, to, to some, some broader film festivals. But believe it or not, there are thousands, I don't know about thousands, that's a little bit uh, hyperbole there, but there are tons and tons of Jewish film festivals all over the country, all over the world. Uh, you, who, who knew there were so many Jews? I know, I know. Because um, I did see you yeah, at Miami, the Miami Jewish film, film festival. festival. But at the end of the day, at least my take is, it's a dance film. It's, a, it's an underdog, almost like a Footloose meets Rocky type of thing. So I think I... When we're done with the, the Jewish Film Festival circuit, I think that that it will go mm-hmm. mainstream. I, I really think that there's enough here that I think people will will really enjoy from all walks of life. And that's why, you know, in our trailer, which you could go on YouTube, type in Tango Shalom, you'll see it's a it's a it's a real heart pumping dance film. It's a fun film too, which we hadn't mentioned. It was like everyone getting together, but then again. It's fun because you, it just makes you feel good. Yeah, you know, I have to tell you, you know, it's like I'm looking at all these movies that were nominated where they're the part of the, the accreditation mm-hmm. for the Oscars this year, and they're all such downers. I mean, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying, can, can we laugh <laughs> for once, right? <laughs> I mean, we've all had like the worst year of our lives, and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this is a film that will say, that people will say, Wow, this is fun. It's bringing us out of 2020, 2021, which is a third over. We're going to see everybody get together and be happy. Yeah, the bleakest time is behind us. And I really do believe that. Exactly. Now, if anybody wanted to see this film, well, on our website, uh, you could just put Tango Shalom official website in Google or. I guess it's tangleshulamthemovie.com. You know, it has a listing. Uh, even on our, our YouTube trailer page, it has a listing of all the places that we're screening. There's, I think we are, we're making a move into the non-Jewish film festivals later on, uh, uh, I think maybe in October. I think that's when it's playing at the Los Angeles Film Festival. And, uh, oh, okay. We have a list of really all the places, every single state we're, we're showing the film. And, you know, it's amazing. They do online screenings now called geo-blocked screenings and geo-blocked means only people in that region you know can see it like for example in the brooklyn jewish no it's actually the brooklyn film festival not the brooklyn jewish film festival Mm -hmm. that is going to be i think anyone in the tri-state area can can see it and uh, anyone in southern california of course can see it in los angeles film festival and you know it's playing now at uh, uh there's a jewish film festival in pittsburgh in chicago and of course, the, the 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 big one in Miami, which I think is like the biggest Jewish film festival in the world, uh, which so it's all of South Florida. And, you know, a lot of people get a lot of enjoyment in tracking down a movie uh, when they just see the funny trailer. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people get enjoyment of being the first to see a film, whether it's the first to drop in Netflix, tell their friends. And that's kind of what's happening with us. I mean, 
we in like a couple of months, we all of a sudden we had thirty thousand views of our trailer when we dropped it. So I think the word is 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 spreading. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the trailer is great. You know, I had watched the trailer. You know, it's like I have to see this film because that's what the trailer said to me. It's like find a way to find to find this to see it. But um, do you think? After going mainstream, you'll probably yeah, do I think Netflix. Yeah, we'd end up in or... one of the streaming services. Uh, um, any one of them. You know, they've got Amazon, Apple Plus, HBO Max. I mean, everything is ending up on streaming services now. Um, we do live in an era where the, the, the idea of a theatrical distribution isn't the same as it was. Um, COVID had a lot to affect that. But still, I mean, even major studios mm-hmm. now, they, they're often taking big blockbusters and they're just, you know, they're just dropping it somewhere on some streaming service because who would have thought that more people would be looking at their TV set than theaters, right? Right. Yeah. So anyway, well, I want thank to thank you, for, you so uh, much. Spending the time with me to talk about Tango Shalom. Well, like I said, I love the movie. And again, I'm repeating myself, but to me, it's such a feel-good movie. And um, it's a movie, when I look at a movie, I look at it as if, would I be embarrassed if my kids saw this? And the answer yeah, is it's no, definitely a I family would want them movie. to see hey, it. You know, you're right. It was, it was, even Disney Plus, I could see this on. on. Um, you know, I, I, I would say my mission, the mission statement of the movie is, Peace and tolerance are the ultimate family values. You're right. I like that a lot. So anyway, again, we can find it at TangoShalomTheMovie.com or your YouTube channel where you could look at the trailer. And, um, you know, through the website, I guess people would be able to contact you. Yeah, and you could see, uh, you know, where they're playing it. And believe it or not, some of the film festivals are actually putting them in theaters uh, there's a drive-in movie theater uh, at the DC Jewish Film Festival. It's it's a uh, it's a lot of fun mounting this campaign for the film. Yeah, and it seems to go really well. I mean, it's again, it's such a fun movie, and I love. Yeah, he's Moishe. so cute and cuddly. <laughs> and by the way, you you'd never suspect him to turn into such a leading man at the end, right? When he he shows up on the dance floor, exactly. But we're not. Gonna yeah, you know, you don't, you actually don't even know if I'm they're going to do a good job. Like even in the rehearsals, it doesn't fully go right in rehearsals. You don't, you don't, you're not fully blown away by them yet. No, but let's uh, just give people a hint of. Oh yes, Fernando Caliente. That's Moshe's <laughs> alter ego, Fernando Caliente. <laughs> oh my gosh! When I heard that, I was eating lunch and I just. I started laughing. I spit out my coffee laughing because it's like, what an alter ego yes. name. I wish I had that name, Fernando Caliente. <laughs> What's well, a great name for a tango dancer? And of course, a little plot twist is, um, what was Karina's name again? Oh Karina my gosh. Smirnoff. Her character is Viviana Nieves. That may or may not be her real right, name. About Viviana Nieves. You'll have to watch the movie to see. But um, it, it is true that... Uh, Tango dancing and an alter ego kind of go hand in hand. They do. But the plot to- twist was ah. her daughter, which I won't mention either. Yeah. You have to see the movie. 
Again, thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. And um, again, oh, thank Great. you again. And we'll talk soon. You do. You have a wonderful Bye-bye. night.